0: I heard a sermon on idols and on the importance of letting go of worldly things and pursuing jesus so after i heard that sermon i was moved to talk to some girls from my discipleship group and they just prayed with me and i accepted jesus into my heart and i was baptized the following sunday so it was about a week in between my salvation and my baptism
1: You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 40 of the Altered Story Show, Bailey's From Broken to Blessed God's Story. This is Michelle Saunders Gutch, your God's Storytelling host and founder of Altered Stories Ministry, a faith based nonprofit that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them. Just a few exciting updates about the show, and then we'll get to know Bailey. I'm excited to share that the show uh, is now on Ghana and Amazon and also on Eternity Ready Radio, which is an internet radio station. The Ghana application is a app that you can download, and you can find our show out there. And Amazon Music is another app. You can actually call on Alexa to find us out on the Amazon Music podcast area. And in Eternity Internet Radio, of course, you can listen in via the player's that are provided on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 8 Central Time. So, today's show will be out there on the Eternity Radio next Tuesday, too. So, we'll have the podcast. Anyway, moving on today, I'm excited to introduce my special guest, Bailey Dunn, from the Houston, Texas area. And I was blessed to meet this precious sister at a Christian Women's Mastermind group and to have been able to hire her as my part-time virtual assistant. I wanted to take this opportunity again to thank Misty Phillip, who is a former podcast guest, By His Grace podcast host. She's a leader of the Christian Women's Communicators Mastermind and founder of the Spark Christian Podcasters Conference. She's really been a blessing, and she recommended Bailey, and uh, it's working out, and we're grateful for her. So now let's get to know Bailey. She is a recent college graduate and Christian with a passion to help women see the love of the Lord in their lives. She believes there's hope and healing in every circumstance when you call on the name of the Lord. Today, Bailey is going to share her God story of her journey through disability and mental illness. Welcome to the show, Bailey. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I've been great. How are you? Doing okay, Bailey. It's been a crazy day today. We've had here in the Kansas City area a little bit of rain, and that's keeping the temps down, but we've had a lot of smoke and haze from the fires, and thankfully the rain has helped. So that's a good thing. How about Houston? Raining right now too? Um, So Houston is very rainy today.
0: Um, We just had the tropical depression, which was... I don't know that they gave it a name, but it was a tropical depression, and it lasted from Tuesday to today. Were you depressed? I was not
1: depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, hopefully it'll move along and um, go forward with some of the weather that you expect about this time of year in the Houston area. Yes, ma'am. So you know, Bailey, you know, what's been going on in our world. It's crazy. And I always like to get perspectives from my guests on how they're doing with this COVID-19 pandemic. You know, it's insane. I have a dear friend who told me that there's nine different strains of the coronavirus out there. And she knows this because her son-in-law is a virologist who's getting his PhD. And, you know, that's part of the reason it seems like some people get it, some people don't, some get a light case. You know, it's just crazy how that virus goes around. And we know God is bigger, obviously, than all of it. But can you share with the listeners just from your perspective? Because, you know, you're a younger woman. How are you, how you dealing with this in your life? Absolutely. So the
0: coronavirus kind of came on strong and hit us sideways a little bit. Um, we didn't really expect it coming. We were actually in New York in January. So right before it hit, we were in New York vacationing and it's just crazy to see that now in New York, it's just incredibly different than it was a few months ago while we were there. So New York and around the world is just, the difference is incredible and it's really strange to see
1: Can you share what has changed in your life as a result of COVID? I went to school, went to college
0: online for the majority of my studies. So that didn't really change too much. But one thing that has changed is the amount of social interaction that I'm getting on a daily basis. So usually... I would go to someone's house or go to a restaurant or go anywhere in public, really, to meet with my friends or to meet with coworkers, or people that I'm working with. And now everything is through Zoom. So that's been an adjustment in that I've had to learn how to use Zoom and learn how to um, leverage it for all of its purposes.
1: Yeah. And especially in your employment, I mean, of course, you're you know, our virtual assistant, and there's some new job descriptions out there, right? So, I mean, I'm grateful um, that, you know, you are open and available to do virtual work, and we have Zoom, and we have the technology. I can't imagine being your age and having to just struggle with interaction and connection with your friends. I mean, friends are just so important, you know at all ages, obviously, you know, I just keep praying and praying that this virus will dissipate or whatever has to happen to kill it will happen. Um, I know I'm not a virologist or a microbiologist or, you know, anyone on the science side, but I can say this, our God is bigger So is there a favorite scripture that you kind of leaned on during this time, Bailey? Um, So I have several favorite scriptures, but the one
0: that I'm going to kind of point to in this season is Isaiah 26, 3. And it says that he will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him.
1: Oh, that's a great scripture. That's so good and so comforting, isn't it? It is. It's one of my favorites. Well, I thank you for sharing that, and I know our listeners are probably going to be very blessed by that. So, you know, Bailey, I know of recent you were baptized. Tell us a little bit about your experience being baptized, can you? Of course, yes. So I was
0: baptized about two weeks ago. And this kind of came about as a result of me seeing that, like, I knew that God was real and I knew that he loved me, but I didn't really make the personal connection to salvation. I knew that there was a God and I knew that he was good, but I didn't realize just how good he had been to me. And it was, I heard a sermon on idols and on the importance of letting go of worldly things and pursuing Jesus. So after I heard that sermon, I was moved to talk to some girls from my discipleship group, and they just prayed with me, and I accepted Jesus into my heart, and I was baptized the following Sunday. So it was about a
1: week in between my salvation and my baptism. That's such a beautiful story. I remember my baptism, and I was actually baptized in a pool. It it was really cool, you know, and I remember my daughter's baptism, my husband's baptism, and, you know, it's just so profound, and it's just, the experience is so incredible, you know, so I really appreciate you sharing that, and I, you know, know that God is doing a lot of work in you, and I know you are a fan of storytelling, God's storytelling. And you've been a you've been a guest, right, on a couple of shows already, or where have you sh- shared your story? Um, so
0: my friend Sophia was my first um, podcast guest experience. She hosts the Here and Now podcast, and she speaks about hearing loss and disability advocacy. So she was my first podcast. I was on two of her episodes. And then I went to Teresa's podcast, which is the Unresolved Life podcast. And that was really, really fun. And I really enjoyed it. And then now I'm on your podcast.
1: (laughs) Well, hey, can't ever be on enough podcast sharing what God has done in your life and the redemption and your journey. So, you know, I love, love, love helping women share their stories. It's so powerful. So, Bailey, why do you think sharing your story is so important?
0: Well, I came across a statistic today while I was just kind of doing some research. And one thing that many people don't know about me is that I have a brain injury um, due to a stroke that I had at birth. So I have mild cerebral palsy. And in that condition, apparently, according to the statistic one in four people with that um, condition cannot speak. So I feel that it's important for me to share my story so that the people who cannot speak, who have this condition, have a voice. And I feel that being able, being a vessel for God to use in all of the things that he's doing.
1: Well, that's beautiful, Bailey. And I thank you for sharing that. Um, It's such a personal journey. And we serve such a personal God. So I always like to get perspectives uh, from different guests on the storytelling process. And this is so wonderful. And I'm so blessed. And our listeners are really going to be blessed. And stories are a gift. I really believe that it's a way to give back, pay it forward, all those things. So Bailey, you know, you and I have spoken, we're getting to know each other, and, you know, you're actually helping us at Altered Stories Ministry, and, you know, you know, a lot of what we do is around storytelling, and God's stories, God's stories are core, and it's our ministry. So, today, for this podcast, can you share with my listeners where your God story began. Absolutely. So my God story began in
0: December of 1998. I was born on December 30th in a town not too far from Houston. And my mom went into labor and had some complications. So following those complications, I had a stroke at birth, like I mentioned, and I lost all the blood flow and all the oxygen to my brain. And in the process of that, my brain was um, mildly damaged. So I don't have any peripheral vision. I don't have any depth perception and I have a very limited visual field. So like anything from, I would say my nose down, I can't see unless I look down and anything from about my about two to three inches away from my face, I can't see to my left or my right unless I turn my head. So there were some uh, major disabilities resulting from this stroke. And I think that the main thing that led me to God throughout all of this is just knowing that there was a purpose for my pain and that in my pain there was a God who loved me That he didn't make a mistake when he created me, and that he was able to redeem
1: all the things. Tell me, um, your mom, like when is your if you're comfortable with that? Was your mom a believer, or is she a believer at that time? My mom's a believer. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and so do you recall from what your mom has shared, kind of the journey of how the church or how. Christians came around you and prayed for you or, you know, how you were able to come through that hard way to come into life through your stroke, you know, as a baby and everything. And what did your mom have to do in terms of care for you? And, you know, how did that affect you growing Okay, so at the
0: beginning of my life, like I mentioned, my mom and dad—they're believers. So they um, called a bunch of friends and family, and we're just like, "Will you pray for our daughter? She's very sick. We don't know what's going to happen. She's just very, very sick." So. Whenever that phone call was made, a bunch of people just started praying for me that I would be okay and that I would pull through. And through God's great love and mercy, I'm here today. There was a lot of, definitely a lot of trials with the whole cerebral palsy, optic nerve atrophy, and all the things that I've been diagnosed with. Um, I had to go to physical and occupational therapy for about 14 years. I had orientation and mobility, which is for my vision, my visual impairment. That was from the time I was in second grade until the time I graduated high school. Um, I had teachers, that, like resource teachers, that would come and pull me out of classes to help me with math because my eyesight is not strong enough to be able to line up numbers because my brain and my eyes don't communicate properly with each other. So um, there's a disconnect there. So that was very difficult growing up. Um, I think the first time I really realized that something was different with my situation was whenever I was in about kindergarten and I had teachers that would pull me out of class. I was always curious, like, why are they pulling me out? Why can't I stay with my friends? (laughs) So um, that was the first time. But the first time that I really felt an impact from it was about the time I was about 15 or 16 when I was trying to get my driver's permit and discovered that driving was not something that I
1: could do safely. Where was your faith during those grown-up years? Did you go to church and Sunday school? or I didn't go to
0: church or Sunday school, and it's because I believed in God, but I didn't have that personal relationship with Him. So um, my faith was not the strongest at that point in my life. So that's when I felt a lot of grief and a lot of disappointment, a lot of anxiety, I would even go as far as to say that I was probably depressed without being diagnosed with depression at the time. um, Because it was a lot of really heavy stuff that was hard to process for me. And I'm one of those people that if I don't verbally process something, I'm going to stuff it down in me <laughs> for as long as I possibly can until it explodes. And then it's like, yes, oh, that's am upset? Me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so that's kind of what occurred
1: at that time in my life. Wow. So, you know, you talk about mental illness. So tell me, tell me your, your story around that, if you're comfortable with that.
0: Whenever I was a young girl, I was always like super anxious and very um, hypersensitive to just different events that were going on. And my parents at the time, they didn't get me treatment for anxiety because they didn't realize that it was as bad as it was because I wouldn't tell them that I was anxious. I would just walk around anxious and hope that it went away. So because I didn't tell them in time or in a reasonable amount of time, Um, that kind of escalated throughout my life. And then in 2017, I lost a close relative of mine to, it was just old age. But when I lost her, I um, went into my first bipolar episode. At the time, I didn't know that that's what it was. But basically, the stress of senior year of high school coupled with the grief of a loved one caused me to stay up for several nights on end without sleeping. And that's a characteristic of bipolar disorder as well. But I didn't know at the time. The um, diagnosis didn't actually occur until my second episode, which was my sophomore sophomore year of college. And my sophomore year of college, I came home from school, from SFA, which was the college that I was at at the time. And I was just like way out of it. I was paranoid. I was manic. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was feeling all of the things that someone really doesn't want to feel. But I was feeling all those things. So I um, was dealing with it in a way of just suppressing everything. So at that point, I just was admitted into the hospital because I couldn't I didn't go to sleep for
1: sixteen days. That's that's really hard daily, unless you do that in the military and boot camp or I maybe mean, really that's a long, long, long time to be with no sleep every night.
0: See, that's what I was told. Like I went straight from just no sleep entire sixteen days. It wasn't even like any sleep at all. So that was considered a severe bipolar episode. So that's the second one that I had. And when I was hospitalized with that, I was diagnosed with schizophrenia, but it was an incorrect diagnosis. And then I was released and then I was diagnosed by another doctor with psychosis NOS, which is not otherwise specified, which means you had one psychotic episode. We don't know if you'll have another one, but this is what This is what we're going to call it, because we don't know what else we're going to call it. So I was diagnosed with that, and that was also the incorrect diagnosis. But then in 2019, I went to another doctor, and I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder with psychotic features, which that is the correct
1: diagnosis. At that time, you didn't have heart engagement with Jesus, right? Right. Were there nights or just times when you just felt desperate absolutely yeah so did jesus show up at all during some of this
0: i believe he did because in a manic episode when you're unable to sleep and you have all this energy rushing through your your body and you don't know really how to process and you don't know what you're doing or what you're going through um i was reading the bible so i i And I couldn't read the Bible because you can't read when you're in that state. But I was flipping through the Bible, trying to find passages. And I have a highlighted Bible in my room with probably hundreds of Bible passages highlighted. So I haven't gone back to see exactly what those passages are But during that season, I did think to take a Bible with me to both the hospitals that I went to, and I did have a nurse who prayed with me several times, and I did have just those people who, in the midst of the pain and in the midst of the hardship, they were there. So I feel like God definitely placed those people in my life for a reason.
1: Yeah. Are your parents both believers? Yes, ma'am. They're both believers. Yeah. So probably they've definitely been praying for you and others praying for you and, you know, all that that surrounded you during this time and the seasons that you were going through, you know, to hold you up and to keep you encouraged. And, you know, just for God to show his love for you, because I can't imagine what you were thinking. I mean, mental... Illness is, is hard. You know, it's hard because of the stigma. Uh, I think our, our culture accepts it differently than it used to because of, you know, so many public uh, figures who have dealt with it or who have, you know, lost their lives due to it. You know, it's come out in the open. We're in a more authentic, you know, culture now where people are supporting each other through mental health illness and bipolar disorder and you know all that because we're finding that many people have some degree of mental illness or have been scathed by it at some level. I really appreciate your bravery in sharing, you know, your story around your disability and around your mental illness struggles. And right now do you feel that you need you know, to continue to be seen uh, by a therapist, or do you do you feel like Jesus is you know enough, or i mean where where are you
0: so right now, I'm in what they call maintenance mode, so like I have to go see a therapist every month just to ensure that I am still stable, I am still like flatlined and that I'm still able to function in society without my brain injury and my bipolar and everything flaring up. So I do believe that Jesus is 100% enough to overcome all these obstacles that I'm dealing with right now or that I've dealt with in the past, but the therapy does at times help. And it is something that I will continue with for now. And I also have a psychiatrist just because I have to have medication for the management of the disorders.
1: Yeah, and, you know, so many Christians, they all have different opinions on medication and chemical imbalances and all those things. But I do believe it's really important that we educate. And, you know, sometimes injuries, brain injuries – Lead into other things which require, you know, us to be seen, to go through supplements, to sometimes take medicines, all those things, you know, because of the effects. And I would really uh, like to know what your heart is when it comes to ministry in that area. Are you interested in, you know, helping those that who have had this similar um recover is there something that you volunteer with in your church or where where is your heart there
0: see for the longest time i actually wanted to be a licensed professional counselor so for um that's actually i was going to school for psychology at sfa when i was there and i wanted to be a counselor So then when I had this mental illness happen, I asked God, I said, do I really need to be a counselor? And I felt him just gently nudging me out of that space of actually counseling someone and into the space of maybe encouraging these people. So I've been doing that through a lot of writing on my blog and through the podcast episodes that I've been doing. And any time that I can speak life into the situation, I'm definitely willing to do that because I, at the time that I went through it, I didn't have anyone come before me and say, hey, I went here first. This is, you'll survive it. It's okay. <laughs> and I kind of want to be that voice for somebody because mental illness is very difficult and it is not. It's not fun and it's not easy. And there are a lot of struggles with it that a lot of people don't speak about. So I want to be the person that says, hey, this happened to me. It's okay that it happened to me. If it happened to you, I'd like to help you.
1: Yes, I think that's really wonderful. What an inspiration you are, Bailey Dunn. And I um, know that God is going to use you mightily in all that he's called you to. In that area. So just say there's a several listening today who may be going through some bouts of mental illness or, you know, they are dealing with a brain injury intermittent or they're struggling. You know, they're struggling, having maybe a hard time keeping straight on their meds or, you know, trusting or they have been disappointed, um, and let down by others. Um, praying for those people now, and I, I know you are, but what resources would you refer them to and how would you help advise them? So if they're in the Houston area,
0: I know for a fact that there is a Houston, it's called Name it Greater Houston National Alliance Illness Greater Houston, and that's around like the world basically and they're a really helpful resource for people with mental illness to get them connected to counselors and different things that they may need. And another resource that I would just automatically refer anyone to in a difficult situation would be the Bible. And I know not everyone is going to accept that piece of advice right off the bat, but I'm if you open the Bible, the Lord will speak to you through whatever you're going through.
1: What would you say to someone who's like, well, you can say all those things about the Bible, but I don't get anything out of it. Why do you believe in the Bible? I believe in the Bible because
0: I've seen the work of God in my own life, and I know how powerful He can be. And if there is not hope in your heart right now, that there is hope in God, and that if you embrace the hope that's in God, He will embrace you. He doesn't leave his children. He never makes a mistake. And even if you're feeling lonely, left out, and lost, there is a God who sees, knows, and loves you. And he wants
1: to see you come to a saving relationship with him. And have you not found that sometimes you'll read a scripture and it just hits you directly in what you're going through in your life? Or, you know, you'll read a scripture one time and it speaks to you differently than how it speaks in another time. I mean, there's something Holy spirit inspired in the scriptures and the Bible. And I do believe in biblical prayers and, you know, all the things that, you know, God intended for us to glean from the word of God. Is there a, a version that you find easier to read and interpret? Um, I think for
0: me, the easiest one is just the ESV, but that's because that's the one that I've been reading as long as I've been um, reading the Bible. But one that's very easy for a new believer to understand would be the NLT, the New Living Translation. Um, That translation is very, very straightforward in
1: what it says, and it's really simple to understand. Well, thank you for sharing all that. I think... It's important that those that are listening, whether they're new believers or mature believers, you know, that they, you know, kind of get your perspective on it. And I I do know that I thrive on the word of God and it's so important. I mean, I'm looking in front of me as I'm interviewing you today and psalm 25 14 the secret of the lord is with those of fear and he will show them his covenant and you know then there's a whole elaboration of uh, an interpretation of that from elizabeth elliot whose husband was a missionary and was murdered you know and she has such an incredible story um, of faith but you know i just know that it's so important right now especially as we lean into God during his times and hard times, right? In times of struggle and the word of God is so important. So it's interesting that you had that Bible and had all those highlighted scriptures and then you went back to it, right? I did. I still have it. So that's really cool. We might have to put that up on your episode page. We definitely can. Yeah. So Bailey, um, What's the best way to contact you uh, if there's others that would like to reach out to you? Um, so
0: the best way to contact me would probably be on my Instagram page. That's where I'm the most active. Um, my Instagram is Bailey M. Dunn, B-A-Y-L-E-E-M-D-U-N-N. And you
1: can connect with me there anytime. Okay. So in closing, Bailey, is there anything else you want to share with the listeners that we haven't talked about? I mean, feel free to just be yourself and share what you want to share. I think one more thing that I would definitely have to share about my God story
0: is that after leaving the hospital, about six months after that, I met Misty and I read her Bible study. Um, The struggle is real, but so is God. And that's definitely a resource that I would have to recommend as well, because that is the first Bible study that I did cover to cover. That's the first Bible study that I did post bipolar diagnosis. And that's the first Bible study that I did that really pointed me to the hope that we have in Christ. So if anyone is listening and they need a little bit of encouragement,
1: I would definitely recommend that book. That's awesome. We'll make sure that's up on. It's also on her episode page, um, and we'll put it up on yours too in case others go and find that they want to after hearing your story they want to find that study and do it so I'm grateful that you were able to go through that and it really spoke to your heart going through what you're going through and again thank you Bailey so much for um, serving on the Altered Stories ministry team and for sharing your story and all the great God work that you're doing. And I know God's going to bless you. And uh, thanks for the gift of sharing your story. And again, friends, um, we will have Bailey's episode 40 page set up on our website to share this podcast along with other information as we've shared. In, and we're hoping we can get this out soon. Uh, and you can listen to the podcast on all the major platforms. And I've shared some new platforms too. So there's a lot of options for being able to listen to this and share it and do share it. So until the next show, friends... Be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based nonprofit and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world too so please subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org.